conversations and meditations. With Justin Martin. Uh, welcome, everybody. I'd, I'd like to welcome you to the Riverdale podcast. Uh, I'm here with one of our good friends, Pam Price. Uh, Pam's been a long-standing supporter of Riverdale for, for an, at least 20 years, as far as I'm aware. Uh, and currently, you are presenting a, a number of things. Just last weekend, you had a um, workshop mm-hmm. that you put on, a retreat. Okay. Yeah, and uh, then... Prior to that, you've been running meditation circles and meditation groups at Riverdale for a, a reasonably long time now. Um, welcome, Pam. How are you today? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks, Justin. Nice to be here. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Yeah. So you, you retreat on the weekend? Fantastic. It went well? Yeah, it was excellent. So, Pam, if you wouldn't mind, um, mm-hmm. would you mind telling us a little bit more about the retreat that you offered? Was it a closed group of people that were invited? No, or it was just people who... Th- um, a lot of them had been before yes. uh, last year. Uh, I ran. It was just um, a lady rang and asked about a retreat. Would I run one? And because I hadn't done some f- for some years, yes. And uh, and I ended up doing it with Jazz then, and then and that was fantastic. And uh-huh. then this one felt right, and I just advertise it, and I let the ladies know who have been on retreats. Yep. You know, they get first option, and then sure. anyone else. So it's not necessarily a closed group, but it's it's uh, I run. For me, it's aiming to bring more joy in their life or understanding how to detach from life stuff. You know, we can be spiritual, but we spiritual isn't just about reading the books or meditating or whatever. It's a a way of life. Sure. And, you know, I I say, you know, things are going to go on in your life and we've got to learn how to handle that and make that as a springboard, not, you know, dwell on it. And and Mm -hmm. the whole thing is trying to... Um, train ourselves, our minds, to not buy into the dramas. Yes. You know, and I can say, you know, we've all done it. We can have a discussion with someone. We could be talking about something that's quite positive. And then what often happens that we ran into a negative comment and the mind does that as well. It's like it's looking for a solution. Sure. And I go, as soon as we become aware that we're talking about things that, you know, we don't want to, you know, uh, we, we, you stop it. You know, you just go, okay, look what we're doing or look what my brain is doing. Uh-huh. And so it's really powerful when you do that. You yeah, know? to uh, sort of reclaim your own sovereign consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Because yeah, yeah. that's why sometimes people won't meditate because they say all I do is my mind goes crazy. And I said, yeah, of course, because you've stopped. Yes. You know, so it's going to have a field day. But it's it's going to go and don't expect, you know, often you'll have moments of nothingness but Often you won't. And if you can just imagine that that's detached from you, you're not taking in your head. If you move to your heart, it's amazing that you go with a feeling, not with a thought. Uh-huh. And that's really powerful, you know. I, I, I'm sure that there's some evolutionary purpose behind that as well, yeah. you know, like that, mm. that um, instinctive understanding that sometimes we react to things before we've even had time to think about it. It's true. In some circumstances. And that's a really good comment, Justin, because what I say is... We've got to be very careful about reacting before we think. And sometimes we will react before we think because lots is going on in our life. But if we can stop, think, do, it's going to work out best. And in thinking of the stopping, you actually start to look at what is the outcome I want. Yes. You know, like you think about children. They don't aren't able to think about the outcome. They're reactive because yeah. that's all they know. They live in the moment. 
Yes. Whereas we're, um, we're able to think ahead and plan ahead. So if we can go, yeah, I'd really like to go crazy now. However, I need to think of... Tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> I need to think about what, you know, what I want to do about this, you know, because yes. it's, it teaches us how to um, feel better in ourselves. And sometimes we do need to have that hard, heavy conversation. You know, being spiritual isn't meaning that we go around with oh, all sweet and nice because that's not life. We, sure. you know, if we lived on a mountain and had no one to worry about, that would be easy to do that. Yeah. But we're living in life. Yes. Yeah. Mm. No, that, uh, I know Ramdas is one of the, oh, the yeah. teachers that, I'm, that I most resonate with Lovely. for whatever reason. Mm. And uh, I've, he, he spoke about being in the furnace of society, yeah. you know, like uh, putting yourself in that fire and experiencing all of the, uh, the tribulations that can come from it, the frustrations that come, the temptations mm. that can come from it, all of that. Because as you say, it's, it's so much, that's the true human experience, mm. living mm. In, a, in a cave on a hill. That's right. You know, it's a very unique human experience. And, and probably you're kind of selling yourself short of the potential I of agree. this life. I agree. I think there's some very positive things we're learning because if we can stay centred in all the disruption, that's a really powerful tool to learn. Sure, you know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, increasingly there's a lot yeah. of disruption. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Feels like it at times. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So uh, I'm, I'm gathering that uh, a lot of this wisdom that you're speaking of at the moment has come through your meditation practice and yes. as, as an aspect of that. Yeah, I find meditation more than probably anything uh, that it, it shifts something within you and it's a gradual shift. Yeah. You know, so that that is really powerful and probably just over the last five years I've realised how how that has shifted within me, mm-hmm. you know, and I find a real inner peace with that. Yes. You know, I laugh at myself sometimes because when I first looked on the spiritual path, because I had to find some answers about life and death, losing people and, yeah. and you know, being raised in a Christian upbringing, that did not give me the answers. I'm not saying that it does it for other people. Sure. I'm saying for me it didn't. And so I started looking at things like meditation and found a group I was living out on a property in Gawler with my family then. Right. So I used to drive down to this um, meditation group who were just lovely because they were very grounded. But the thing I learnt was I thought, oh, this is wonderful. I'm going to be with this, all these beautiful people who just love me and treat me as I am. And I, sure. and I learned that we're all still human, yep. you know. We can say we're spiritual and, yeah, or we're Christian or we're, you know, um, nursing or anything, but... Uh, we will still deal with issues of life and we need to. We can't shut off from that or yeah. we might as well go on the mountain. Well, so. uh, what's that funny little saying? Something goes something like, um, uh, today, uh, today enlightenment, tomorrow the laundry or something of that nature. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> it's right. like, yeah, 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 that's, that's clever. That's clever, yeah. <laughs> It's still got to do yeah. the washing, mate. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. You know, I had a woman once, we d- were doing a... Uh, going to her place to do some stuff and she used to pick up spirits, you know, and she'd work on you and that stuff. And as we finish, she says, well, that beats doing the laundry and the washing, doesn't it? I <laughs> there think, you go. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. But it's waiting for her, yeah. Sure. So would you mind telling me a little bit more about, you know, your first introduction to meditation and, and what that was like for you? Yeah, yeah. well, I, I probably think I was only in my 20s and... Um, you know, 25, and I had a couple of little kids. Was meditation, 
Yeah, my understanding is it's grown in its popularity and its um, sort yeah. of broad focus of you know acceptance. Yeah. yeah, was was meditation something that was no discussed? Any anything like I started, um, my sisters and I would go, you know, spend time together and that sort of stuff, which was lovely, and a cousin, and we would look at cards and all that stuff. We were just fascinated by it, uh-huh. and um, and it was really you could not often find any any books to read or whatever. It was re- and, and you felt very much judged if you started on this path, you yes. know. And so when a meditation started, it was like, oh, okay, I'm stepping into this new arena. And I was raised in that time of the 60s and 70s and when women were starting to stand up and all that stuff. So coming from a, just a, a relationship that was very much raised, both of us raised, where the father was the... One of the household and the wife, you know, right. um, you know, mum stayed home, but she answered the phone for dad, who was, a, you know, had his own trucking, you know, okay. truck was a truck driver. So it was like all our our whole stuff had to shift. But it was it was more probably I think it was a little very little ad in a paper that said psychic development group, wow. and I just thought, oh, and it was minute. I remember, th- I'd like to go and see what that's about. You know, sure. I had this really emptiness inside me because uh, my mum had died um, not long, passed away and I was oh, only okay. 26 and I'd, oh. you know, yeah, other uh, losses I'd had. I'd lost a child um, oh, uh, just a couple of days later wow. after he was born. And so there were several things, yeah, there was more of it, but it just happened every few years I was losing someone, you know, so you have to question it or else I just felt... You know, I don't know what this world's about. Beautiful souls, and they go. So, I I started looking for answers in other directions. You know, because the church. You know, if you're good, you go to heaven. If you're bad, you go to hell. And for yep. me, that I didn't feel comfortable with that. So I saw this, and I'd been probably had some intuitive things going on within me. In any case, and so I went down to this um, this. M- meeting where I met this lady who's still alive and I still uh, get in touch with her. She's oh, in a nursing home. She just was a godsend to me because she was just really lovely. So she said, well, we're starting a meditation group and, and there's people that you can learn other stuff from and all that. So I thought, well, I really want to uh, just see what it's like, dip my foot in, you know, and if it's not what I want. Yep. And I was very lucky because the group of people that came and I was still friends with um, several of them, uh, so we're talking, oh, God, uh, yeah, pretty well 35 years ago. You it's know. scary when so, you start I doing know, the maths. Because I, I feel, un- you know, yeah, no. Anyway. I know. So, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to know. <laughs> you hit a certain number and it yeah. goes. All my stories happened five years ago until I stop and think about it. I go, I actually, that was 25 years ago, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, that was really good. It was only once a fortnight, which was good because, you know, Mike could put the kids to bed and I'd go down and then come home and it was a lot longer in the car then. But it was really, I just felt really um, nurtured and, and so that's how it started. And I like learning lots of different things. So I did a yep. lot of courses in that time. And uh, and it was for me, it was a gradual thing. It wasn't that I could just go off and... Um, you know, because my family was so important to me, 
you sure. know. So I thought I've got to learn to balance this, and I want I want to be spend a lot of time with my family and my kids were really really important. However, I feel I need this. I need to find some answers. So juggling that within a relationship, we managed to do that. We're really really good, you know, because it's not easy. And what I find found was your kids see you, and I think. I felt I started to feel happier within myself yeah. because I felt like I was getting some answers. And there was people like oh, um, Shirley MacLaine. Yes. So she yep. had come out quite openly around that time and she had written books, which I thought, oh, and there was another lady, her last name was Hill, and she was an Australian. And she started, I was reading her book and I thought, oh, God, she's, she's experienced what I've, you know, feeling all this and having some experiences. So it was really lovely because I felt like I wasn't so different, yep. you know, because you do feel different when you're searching that because most people are doing, you know, played netballs yeah. and all that stuff, but you just had this craving. Yep. So yeah, I can yeah. completely relate to Shirley MacLaine oh. captivating me. I was only yeah. maybe 12 or 14 or... Mm fairly impressionable age yeah. and her I, I'm sure if my recollection's correct she was on a on a television show being interviewed and she was speaking about astro traveling yeah. and I just I know it I just wanted to do it so badly <laughs> that was I, I tried you know uh, That's right. but just I, I've always been attracted to to something other you know like something magical yes. like surely some magic exists yeah. or and and the more the more I've investigated it the more I've come to uh, a personal understanding of what that magic means yeah, for me. Yeah. And it's not the magic I was looking for when I was 12 and 14. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I really wanted, I, I remember reading a book. Um, yeah. I can't recall the name of the book, but it was a book about these um, um, North American tribes who were using uh, herbal medicines and mm. peyotes mm. and things like that mm. to have these astral experiences. Yes. And they were transferring energy and yeah. uh, creating light beams across canyons and oh wow <laughs> I so desperately wanted to try that because you slip it to the story don't you when you're reading something like that you feel like wow you can visualize it well you know, oh, you know and you're just there with them and it was so beautifully written and mm. told that it it felt I didn't know if it was fiction yes. or not and no. I still don't really know no. it was just like wow if that is possible for a human yes. to have that experience, yes. I want to be one of them. Because yeah. they talked about tribes that went missing and they reckon that they can uh, um, elevate themselves where they are not in a physical presence, they're yeah. still existing. Yeah. But uh, in a human form, you can't see it. Sure. And I'm not quite sure if it's James Twigden or one of those writers talked a lot about that and him spending, and people would hold the energy in a circle. Right. So they could actually, you know, wear they would basically not be able to be seen. And he talks about a, a scene where it was a war-torn place and these people did that and they apparently the soldiers basically walked straight past them, couldn't see them. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So it, what I've discovered, though, is that there is some magic available to us. Yes. But the magic that I discovered is actually the, the magic of being able to be more in control of my own experience was the real magic that I discovered yes. through meditation and, and yeah, really meditation nice. and, and other practices. Yeah. But uh, the, the, the idea that I'm going to be shooting beams of light out my stomach and <laughs> would be kind of cool party trick. <laughs> no. 
But what I did discover was that just by doing the practice without any actual intention really behind it, over time I have found myself to be a softer, more compassionate Mm. and less quick to react Mm. human than I was Mm. back, you know, even 20 years ago. I used to have quite a temper and I was... Yeah. And that, that's really interesting you say that because some people have said to me, well, I've got a temper, and I, uh, you know, and that's me. And I go, well, you can change that if you want. Of course you, you can. Well, you know, and, and you just think, well, you can change it. And mm-hmm. they're proving now that you can change your brain. Yeah. You know, there's some powerful stuff being yes. going on. And it is a choice that we make. Yeah. You know, if we, we've got to get to a place where you just actually, warts and all, you like yourself, do you know? Yeah. And you accept yourself yeah. rather than a, Time, time when you're so reactive that you're just going around like a grumpy old bear. Yeah, you know? and spend half your life regretting the last five minutes. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so, I wish I didn't say that. That was. <laughs> I know, and that's hard, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, yeah no. definitely. But, yeah. Um, that that that's, has been the biggest difference that I've noticed, and it wasn't because I sat to do that. No, I wasn't thinking to myself, "How can I lose my temper?" Mm. I know I'll, I'll meditate, but I just started doing the practice, kept doing the practice, and over time have mm. found these benefits to have been real for me. Yeah. Um, and what better magic do you want than being oh. able to control your own yeah. experience? Well, and you feel better. You feel so much better. So it's something yeah. shifts within you. You know, I love it now because, you know, you can go on these, these apps and you can have any sort of meditation for free. And books, you know, you go into one of these bookshops and even news agencies have books now you know and I just love that at our fingertips now we can get any information we want you know there's so much on just looking on your internet sure and that we had to go and search it when I was young you know we had to be and you were often you didn't talk about it to people for a while I didn't and then it was like well you know, this is what I do and, you know, you mightn't understand me but mm. I'm okay you know, with that, yep. you know. And I still – you still have some people who, uh, you know, would question that but it's it's not a thing – I'm happy in my skin so, you know, yeah. Well, I figure if uh, – you spend a lot of time with yourself. <laughs> do you? <laughs> so you might as well get to know yourself <laughs> a little right. bit. <laughs> That's what right. I kind of figure. So, well, if I'm going to be with me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> might as well find out who yeah. I am. Well, I might as well make friends with myself. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah. So, um, uh, if we're back at the retreat, yeah, what, sure. I, what I really love with that, and I like working with women in those retreats because I find – Sometimes um, women are more comfortable in being open in that respect, you know. Uh-huh. So, um, and I, I like us to look at what more we and know we we've got control over what we want. When I say control, it's not hanging on like the horse's reins. Control is letting go of the tr- control and trusting. Yeah. And then we have a choice of whatever comes in our life that we have a. We have a decision about how we want to handle that. You know, who am I going to be out of that, you know? So that's a really, really good thing. And so that is how we we become. And I often say, you know, out of our greatest challenges, that's the greatest learning. Mm -hmm. So often our happy times, we have joy, but we don't learn in many ways. Do you know what I mean? So if you say to someone... Oh, when did something, you know, it's a bit like you and me, you know, you had the anger issue you wanted to change. I had loss and I wanted to find out how I could feel okay and where was 
that person now. You know, people say they go heaven or hell, but it didn't feel right to me. So, you know, we actually have a pain inside us and we have a choice. Do we feed that pain with more pain or we defeat that pain by being gentle on ourselves, by being kind and by seeking out. And what I love is when we seek out, they find us. Do you know? It's it's really, what do they say? Um, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And that is so, so true. Uh-huh. So it's trusting that. Do you yeah. mind if I ask, um, yeah. and obviously at any point you can say, no, I don't want to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what conclusion have you come to regarding the afterlife have you come to any conclusions around Um, that yeah well it's interesting because it's changed because you know in my religious upbringing I could imagine that you know well God always sitting on a throne and it was always well we're going to go back and we'll see our our family as they were I feel we're energy when we pass and I do sense and my father taught me this when he was passing and my father was not a religious man right he you know and what happened is he saw my mum, you know, and and I said to him, well, what does she look like? And he described her as in, in similar to a physical body of when it, she was a certain age. And I had, I've had other people say the same thing, but their age might be different. And I wonder whether the energy of the spirit to make the person feel more comfortable can transform into a stage for them to see that is going to make them feel comfortable. So Dad picked an age, my mum died at 54, but he picked an age around 38. Right. And I thought there was probably a lovely moment that they had, you know, and he that made him feel good that she was there, you know. So it was really interesting, um, you know, when he said it, I thought, oh, that's interesting. You know? Sure. Um, and, and I've had a few different... Things like that, you know, where so I've wondered and I think we'll only know when we pass, you know, people can say, well, I know what it's all about. Well, you have an awareness or an idea, but, Mm. you know, it's like um, I might think, well, I want to be a nurse, but I'm not going to really know what that is like until I actually experience it. I can think about it. But for me, I've come to a place where I'm really comfortable with the idea of energy and I feel energy. So if I feel you know, um, that I've, I've seen spirit. It's not like I'll feel an energy around and then whether it's my mind making it become more in a physical form so I can understand it, I think that's something that's happened. Yeah, wow. Does that, yeah, that's yeah. my feeling anyway. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I wonder if that, if that age is, uh, I think you were hinting earlier that when you think of yourself, you feel think of yourself as a certain age or like yes. I know I do like yeah, my do brain too. doesn't feel like it's no. changed no. although I know it has yeah. uh, f- since I was in my early 20s really or 20 yeah. something uh, it's only when I look in the mirror I'm like oh yeah that's right mm. like, things are moving on here but I always say you know well, if if you're not your age what does that mean sure right yeah. and people go oh yeah you know I, I just think I'm so so fortunate to be this age because I've had a chance to have so many experiences so many people don't you know we all have friends or family who have died long before us yeah. and I think you know um, my brother 32 he hasn't had any further life and I think we have so much you know, watching children grow up, watching grandchildren, meeting new friends, you sure. know, and growing. And so I just feel very grateful that, you know, and mm. when my time comes, it'll come. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. 
so we were speaking about the afterlife. Mm. I, I, I was um, listening to a, a lecture on the idea of, I'm not so sure it was reincarnation, mm. but it was this concept that uh, to work through a, your individual karma, that that looks different and, and unique and um, is individual to each of us. Mm-hmm. And that for some people, what they need to achieve in this life occurs in 34 years or a handful of days or, or, okay. or whatever. And that that is just right for their, uh, for this incarnation. Yes. I, the lesson's been saying. learned in yes. that incarnation yes. and now it's time for a next, a next lesson to yeah. be learned. I'm not sure that I, that feels comforting to me to think that that could be the case having recently lost some, some yeah. family members and, and some young family members as well. And it was just like, how do you make sense of that? Well, you see, I, I agree with that uh, quite a lot, that some people have done what they needed to do and then they pass, pass on. Um, and that, that feels right for me. But not everyone will do it. Of course. Because how can you? You know, sure. we have many choices in our, you know, many paths and, yeah. we, you know, we might do a diversion. So we'll live out our life and then when, when we end it, I really believe that as a soul there's a reassessment of, you know, what did we learn in that lifetime, mm-hmm. you know. And why I've sort of thought about reincarnation is I just think we're here just for a blink in the eye. Mm-hmm. So that... Just, you know, there has to be more and more and more about that. So, mm. But I do believe, yes, some certain people will definitely achieve what they came here to learn. There's no doubt about that. I've also wondered, interestingly enough, because we're living longer, mm-hmm. I've sort of thought now probably, and this discussion has come up, I'm sure, before, p- possibly we could say complete a, um, a karmic issue when we're 32 sure and then something changes we might have a knee accident or near something and yes. the choice is that we can go on and stay in this lifetime but achieve another karmic lesson. okay yep. and that would feel quite okay to me because yep. why couldn't we do more than what we needed in one lifetime i think things are quickening up so much that yeah. we are really you know getting it a lot lot more we're shifting so much so yeah. probably it's a is a good plane for us to really work on. To me, this, I guess, of course, every generation probably feels like this time is pivotal. <laughs> Makes sense, doesn't it? But, <laughs> but it feels pivotal to me because this is my first lap. <laughs> this lifetime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This time, as far as I can recall, this is my first lap. And it feels, it feels though, that as, as, a, as a human species, we are get, getting to witness the cusp of a new iteration of what it is to be human and it's happening so rapidly now that that yeah. for most of us a lot of us yeah. it's it's difficult to keep up with when you think for the 200,000 years approximately that humans have existed in our current form physically yeah. in 200,000 years it's only been in the last 20 years that the internet existed right. <laughs> as exactly an example right. and so for 200,000 years there was no, no. Uh, easy technology to, no. to exchange information. Then all of a sudden in the last 20 years and maybe a generation and a half of people only know a world that exists with the internet in it. Yeah. And 
they're sitting watching cat videos. No. <laughs> Is that what you watch? No, I don't. But it, it's oh, super, come on. Okay, a few cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they're playing the piano. But, yeah, it's, it feels to me like we're on the cusp yeah. of a neck of a new – a new iteration of what a human being is as we're becoming increasingly interwoven with technology. Yes. And I, I think it's fascinating yeah, to it watch. Is. Yeah, yeah. I think there are t- stages, but they were slower before. Like yes. very much the flower power time really brought women into their own space and sure. where things changed. So I thought that was a, a bench, you know, that was a springboard, let's say. Uh, and I guess for huge parts of the world, there's still a lot more to be done. Well, there's a lot more. <laughs> yeah. But that's because this stuff, the internet and, and all the media stuff, they can't stop that now mm. in places in the world where, you know, they're still trying to. But sure. in places where the world was really closed off, yes, you know, that's... Um, Hopefully incredible. opening it up. Yeah. And I thought that about, you know, we sometimes wonder why things happen and when... Um, the Dalai Lama in Tibet was invaded. That was really sad. But I, I, the Dalai Lama said, you know, really what happened when that, ha- that happened, Buddhism was, became known to the world. Uh-huh. And so that's not a bad thing. Yep. As horrible as those people had to, the Tibetans, and whether that was their karmic lesson about it needs to come out and, and more of humanity needs to understand about Buddhism and how much, you know, they have that kindness and no Mm. harm because they believe in reincarnation but not just, you know, that your mother could be the ant walking on the, you know, so they are kind to all living things. So, you know, when we talk about tragedies that happen, there's always something that has a light within it but we we might take us eons to find it that's one of the the most i think it's become a little bit trite now unfortunately because it's it's been tattooed on so many people but the um how uh, impactful and insightful that yin yang symbol yeah, is know. you know yes, like yes it, it's so elegant and simple yes. and and it, it's so descriptive of the experience of mm. being, you know, there's within all darkness, there's a little yeah. bit of light, and vice yeah, versa, and it's all right. moving and uh, complementing it, and and one can't exist without the other. It is true, isn't it, that we are um, we are a world of duality, yes. so we we can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. And so, as much as when I first started this path, I believed we could have peace, you know, yep. and all that stuff. I need to realise that we can only have that if. Every every human being in this world chooses that in the way we all want it. Yeah. You know, everyone has to have their um, their heart, and we've got to realise that um, some people's beliefs are different to ours, or some people's things of uh, uh, kindness and cruelty are so different. True, you, do you know? And so, who are we to say, well, yours is wrong? Ours is right. We've got to get to an understanding where we say, well, don't necessarily feel comfortable about that but I understand that this is your way sure. and we need to be appreci- you know accepting of that just as much as we would like you to be accepting of our way yeah you know and yeah. then I think there is more acceptance rather than the you know I think that that's that's beautiful that mm. pretty well summarized my position at Riverdale yes. and what I feel Riverdale the service that Riverdale offers into the world is a platform for those explorations to take place where some people come through Riverdale and they're 
um, their passion and, and interest is in uh, you know, Egyptian crystal mm. meth- mythology, and and other people are into paganism, and other people are into meditation, and other, and it's all sort of flying under this very broad brush, broad brush banner of yeah. being spirituality or yeah. spiritual, but it's very unique in its expression. I and think, yeah. to me, that's the point of difference that Riverdale can offer is to say, hey, we're not trying to tell you what's right or wrong. We're just trying to create an atmosphere where we can discover for ourselves and. Uh, and share. Yeah, well, as you know, I've been around here for quite a while and starting coming in meditation groups and doing medi- uh, doing retreats here too years ago. Yeah. And what I've loved is that because a lot of people didn't know this was ever here. Sure. You know, you'd, you'd be in Gaul and they go, oh, yeah, what are you doing? And I go, oh, well, I run a meditation group out of Riverdale. Well, where's that? No, we don't know it. But what I love is it's me, it's, it's like a safe haven. Yeah. And it's non-judgmental, uh, you know, and you see the things that people are doing, which is absolutely fantastic because mm-hmm. you can come here and I've always felt like it's it's a warm place. It's like I call it another home because sure. as soon as you drive in, you feel like you're in this beautiful space of what do we call, you know, the nurture of Gaia, let's say, you yep. know, and it's just beautiful. And the staff here are just wonderful because they're just so warm and friendly and really sweet and can't do enough for you. So sure. you just feel that warmth and it's been been really wonderful and I've loved watching it evolve into this place. Now it's it's really hard to be honest to get, you know, bookings into things whereas yeah. it was so easy, you know. Yeah, sure. So what's a fantastic positive, which it is, you know, wouldn't we want that that this place is used for whoever wants to use it. Yeah. And I just just think it's really evolving beautifully and that's credit to you guys. You know, Justin, oh, you've done you. a great deal and jazz and, you know, it's just lovely what you've brought into this. Thank you. Yeah, mm. well, we, we kind of try to just say yes <laughs> pretty much. You know, with, yes. we've got some very basic criteria that we put in place to, to say, no, that's oh. a clear no. Yes. Oh, we're not allowed to, that's illegal for a start. <laughs> that's one of them. Uh, but yes. If people come and uh, oftentimes people are really interested and excited in things that, to my logical mind, don't make sense and Mm -hmm. my instincts don't pull me in that direction, Mm -hmm. but we just try to resist the urge to Mm -hmm. judge that response. Yes. And and not dismiss their yeah. their experience by saying, "Well, it's uh, it's like you know what that's yeah. beautiful." Yeah, yeah, that's right. Bring it and see who else will come. Hopefully, yes. a, hopefully a whole bunch of people yeah. will come along to that. Yeah. One of the things I love the most, and that happened on the weekend, I had um, a couple of ladies who've never been here. You know, uh-huh. um, free, I reckon. Yeah. And I just love watching the look on their faces when they rock up and they just look and they go, my God, this feels so lovely, it's beautiful. And the whole weekend, and we'll always go for a walk so they can see a bit more around and that sort of stuff. And just watching them, you know, it's like a child finding something, discovering something. And that is just beautiful and that happens so often. That's been a blessing for me just to see how much they go... I never knew this was here, uh-huh. you know. So it's great. Pam, do you remember the first time you came to Riverdale? Well, I reckon um, I reckon Jonathan. I'd known Jonathan, uh-huh. and well, actually, I knew Paul too. And I Paul knew, Blythe, yeah, okay, and Libby. Yep, and uh, they came. You know, would just come to see me, or because I'm on a spiritual path, they were too. And that's how. How were you introduced to to Paul, for example? Um, 
I think Paul found out about me and came to see me and have a chat, oh, wow. you know, with my stuff. It's so long ago. Yeah. And, um, and I was amazed when I first came here. So oh, would have been, yeah, I, I can't even remember because I ran yeah. my first uh, women's retreat in 2006. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, um, but I'd been here before then. Yep. I'd, I'd run a Reiki workshop in Sumai, actually. Right. Um, and that was uh, before I did, yeah, so quite a while. I should should really look it up, but it's been a long, long time. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, and so there was things were, there were still people. There was a lady named Pamela and she was still living here. Yes. There were still a few caravans, I'm pretty sure. Cool. Yeah, and they were telling me then, and Ruth probably knows better than I do, but that they'd often all eat in the dining room, yep. you know, all cook together, all yep. eat in the t- dining room. And, yeah, it was lovely. And then so they were opening up for people coming, you know, and I was offered to do meditation here. Yep. And which was lovely, you know, the sanctuary was set up. And, mm-hmm. mm. You and Michael weren't tempted to move in? <laughs> <laughs> we, we were out on a property at that time uh-huh. and, yeah, very happy with the kids sure. and all that stuff. So we had an almond orchard to look after. Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. And that was sort of local? Yeah, that was out at a place called Kangaroo Flat. So it's out right. on the way to Roseworthy College. Yep. Yeah, 40 acres. Oh, beautiful. 40 acres, yeah. Mm. So we had... So um, bringing it back to, to yeah, Riverdale, what have you got coming up next? Is, is there well, any other opportunities for people to connect with you? Uh, well, I run meditation groups Tuesday night, yep. um, which is great and uh, really enjoy that because it's, it's part – in my meditation groups, it's like a spiritual growth. Yes. So I aim to also – you know, and give them some tools uh-huh. to live with. So we might talk about some life skills as yep. well as, you know, some spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to do more of that. But I always say every time I do a, a retreat, oh, yeah, that's probably the last that one. That would be and me. I'm, not, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there'll probably be another one of those, you know. Great. And, yeah, so I've slowed down a bit. I had an office in Port Adelaide and I've decided to not do that. I do some work again from home. But sure. I want to put more effort into you know these things working with people and pass on my knowledge now you know I don't want that wasted and so you know because I think um the learned life experience and and that sort of stuff you know help people who are stepping on the path path or had a bit of issues with that to know just hang in there just keep going you know I've been writing a book oh yeah Um, yeah, I remember you mentioning that a little while ago how's that going yeah good well that was one of the reasons why I'm making a change because I feel I need to get that finished whatever Uh happens with it and I think if you fill your life with so much other things what are you doing and one of the first things I learned was I would be encourage other people to do, you know, live your passion yeah, and do, do it, it, you know. And there was so Dance like no one's watching. Yeah. <laughs> and and you go and in your head there's this thing going, Well, are you listening to what you're saying? Yeah. You know? Yep. And so the other wake up calls that I'm getting now, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, and at some stage you think, well I wanna I wanna just cruise a bit more, mm-hmm. you know, um, I want to do my own spiritual stuff. I want to do some podcasts Yes, uh, with passing on, you know, that was the inter- good thing with Zoom when we had to do Zoom or chose that we yes. could do Zoom. Yep. I found that really quite rewarding because you could be sitting there and you've got these 
you know, other people on, on the yeah. internet and it's just really good and I did a couple of sessions then and I really, really found it good. So it's helped me springboard into what more I can do. Yep. But I need to have the time to do that. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And so if you keep filling your life with stuff that um, is just going to fill it, yep. you won't do the things that you really feel you're meant to. I feel very strongly about where I'm heading now, you yeah. know? I, I, it's something that I'm trying to be more aware of is that difference between being um, busy and being productive. Yeah. They're two different things. Yeah, yeah, you can be busy right. doing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm busy all the time. And, but at the end of some days you think, but was I productive? Yeah, that's um, exactly and, right. And being more focused on the things that you spend your time doing to get the outcomes that you desire yeah. as opposed to just being busy. Yeah. Um, because I like to relax. <laughs> but I'm so busy being busy that I it's right. don't get to relax very often. And you've got to find that, you've got to have that space so then those ideas come. Uh-huh. You know, because often I've thought, well, I've done one day workshops here yeah. um, before. And, you know, so it's almost like I needed to pull back and then I can wait and see what bubbles up and trust that and then see where that heads. So sure. it's like, you know, if you try to plan everything, it doesn't work and it often goes haywire. If I allow space to actually let whatever's going to evolve, evolve, I find it works really better. That's how come my uh, retreats have worked out because it's just, you know, and you just let it happen and it does. And yeah. same with meditation. Uh-huh. You know, all those things I find work really best if we have to have that space and we have to live our truth too you know whatever our truth is yep you know yeah if we're lucky enough to discover it yeah yeah yeah, well yeah that's true well i think if you're going to if you look within you will there might not be luck yeah you know it's true because i think the whole thing is i don't and i I wish people would stop it. They're too scared to go within and face those things to find that beauty within them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every single person has it. Yes. Every single person. No one is, is gone without it. But it is a getting rid of all this distraction around us and all that hurt and pain. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, you know, it, you know, you can understand it with, you know, some people have had horrible, horrible stuff. But if they can go, you know, that's happened to me, but that is not who I am, mm. let me find who I am. And even though it can be difficult at times, there's layers of where suddenly you get that little spark of finding that mm-hmm. and then it might go for a while, but it's always going to be there. So yep. you just got to be patient and not, you know, but I think you said something uh, earlier about meditation and letting go of what you, the expectation Yes. That's the thing that's the hardest thing initially because if we have a wow, wonderful meditation one time, next time you're waiting for it and you're getting yeah. cranky. You yeah, know? why am I seeing that's pretty right. c- colours in my eyes and that's things right. like that, yeah. You know, yep. so, yeah. But we judge ourselves the harshest, I think. Yeah. You know, which is sad really, you know, and that little voice will be the critical voice and it's just like, well, you know, your worst critic, be your best friend. Yeah. You know? I, I read a book that described a little bit of the psychology of why that's our tendency. Yeah. And it spoke to the idea that um, the, the people that we meet in our lives and, and that we see on television and, and beyond, um, we only get to see the facade of their life. Correct. And oftentimes, unless, unless something comes to light, we only see what they want us to see mm. about their lives. Mm. And so we look at somebody who's maybe um, very successful in 
financial terms or um, very virtuous in these other ways. And that's the aspect of them that we see. And then that's the standard that we hold ourselves to. Yes. Not realising that that's just a fraction of the human being that is that persona. Yeah. And then we look at ourselves and we know all of our deep and darkest Mm -hmm. and most shameful secrets. Yeah. And we look at ourselves through that lens of, yeah, well, I know what I thought about that and you know, I wished I hadn't. There's all these layers to ourselves that we are acutely aware of. Mm. Yes. We're not aware of everyone else's and so compared to them we feel inferior or less than because we don't know everything about them to start with. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, so it's natural in a way for us to think, yeah, well, well, I'm not as good as them because I know I should have done the dishes yesterday and I didn't or whatever. And uh, the world's going to crumble or because much I worse. didn't do the dishes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But also another thing about uh, ourselves is one of the things I find that, um, you know, often in meditation uh, people will say, well, who am I? You sure. know, ask yourself who am I? But I always like to add who am I now because yeah. often as we grow we don't realise how far we've come. You know, it might be someone else will notice it or whatever. But if you sit with who am I now, you actually catch up with yourself uh-huh. because, you know, you'll suddenly realise, well, yeah, I'm not that and I'm not that. I'm not what they perceive me yep. as I was five years ago. I know mm. I've changed. Yes. Who am I now? Yep. And I find that is the, the springboard for finding out, well, where am I going now? What do I want to do? Sure. You know, so... Yeah. Uh, have you ever, I'm sure you will have, I can never pronounce his name correctly because it's too many syllables for my <laughs> Western <laughs> mind to get around, but Ramana Ramahana Rashi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. The yogi, I'm so glad you knew who yeah. I meant, but to, yeah. to just pronounce it is a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, and his I am not meditation, which, yes. yeah, uh, that's a, a meditation that I quite enjoy. Yeah. Sort of I am not good. this. I'm not this, I'm not that. I'm not yeah. this, I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this thought. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a lot of that can um, really just go, can really challenge us because we've been taught in a way and then we're being untaught, which is really, really brilliant. Peeling back the onion. Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) "Ah, There's another peel, there's another layer. (laughs) Do do you have any particular favourite meditation styles that you you, uh, offer? Well, I do. practice? Okay, so so in our society, because we are... got busy minds I find a lot of people like guided meditations because it helps them just hear a voice and and as they do they can calm down and then leave them for space yes so that they have the nothingness okay Mm -hmm. I also like just music for myself often just to go off in that Mm -hmm. and then it varies and that's the beauty that I love is that there's so many different choices you know Mm -hmm. we can do mindfulness Mindfulness. I did have a pass and a ten day, yeah. you know, silent, which is really challenging, but yeah. it's really amazing because one of the things I loved about that is, you know, when I met you, you've got a name. I know your name. I, you know, we have a conversation. I know what you do. I know something about you. But when you do a a silent retreat, you don't know any of the people what their even their name is. Wow. You don't have any understanding of them. And what I found happened, which was just amazing, was I met them at a soul level. They would walk in in silence. You know, and we'd, you know, sometimes you share a room with someone, you don't talk to them or anything. And 
what I found was beautiful. I saw something within them wasn't their label of who they are, not where they lived, which is also a judgment. You know, I think it was Carolyn Miss that talked a lot about that. You know, the three levels, not a job, which we we and we when we find those things out, we work out whether we like someone or whether they with us. You know, but when we don't have that. You see something deeper, and I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, to actually experience. Yeah, I, I can mm. absolutely mm. imagine that. I've never tried yes. a ten-day. No, uh, I'd love to do that. I just got to negotiate with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you're with the kids for ten days. I'm off. <laughs> but what I find, Justin, if it's right, it's going to happen. Yeah. Do you know? I uh, my son had done one some years ago, and he said, "Mum, this would be good for you." And I thought, "No, it wouldn't." You know, I'm not mm-hmm. having. I'm not having just a piece of fruit at night or whatever. <laughs> you know, and up at four o'clock or you know uh-huh. that sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden, something clicks within you, and you go, "Yeah, I'm ready." And I'm that's, doing it. Yeah. I love it. And that's what will happen to you because sure. it makes space for it. Yep. You know, there's something happens. Yeah. But one of, well, I love the, a variety of meditations. Yeah, I um, one of my favorite meditations, which I've only discovered in the last 12 months or so, is actually, and it sounds counterintuitive to what a lot of people might consider meditation to be, but running. Oh, great. And breathing. Yeah. And just getting my, I just can lock in the cadence of my, of my step. Yeah. with the pace of my breath and only focus on those two things occurring and I find it so meditative that I, I can I don't listen to any music I don't listen no, to anything as I'm doing it I tried actually I thought ah oh, I want to run further so I'll distract myself with music and as I ran about I don't know 30 meters and went ugh I took out the headphones and Good. and just listened to yeah. my breath breath is powerful oh so yeah. so um it just puts me into another world. Yeah. And there is the physicality of it, which um, is a, a challenge. Mm. And I like that challenge mm. component as That's well because right. you kind of – you experience the – the discomfort, but you're not the discomfort. No, that's And you don't have to fantastic. react to the discomfort because, you know, it's, it's not an unhealthy no. discomfort. It's not a physical injury. Yeah. And it's just a – I don't know. I find it to be really peaceful and beautiful. And the fact that my, my kids don't want to come with me <laughs> – has nothing to do with it, Pam. Stop judging. <laughs> but I can stand at my front door and go, hey, guys, I'm going for a run. Does anyone want to come? And I, you just hear crickets. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but isn't that great because you've found what works for you? you yeah. Know? Because, uh, you know, farmers, you know, on their tractor or sure. whatever, you know, you – or even housework because something yes. that is repetitious, yep. we will slip into that beautiful place. And meditation, the breath is the most powerful thing mm. because – you know, it's always there. Yeah, yeah. And so, you you know, the breath is just a wonderful, wonderful tool. It's like a it. sort of metronome of life oh, or, in a way. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's fantastic. It's finding, because a lot of people say, I can't meditate. Mm-hmm. We'll find out what you you can do, you yep. know. And, yep. you know, looking at a sunset, everyone meditates when they're lost in that. Yeah, or staring at the ocean. Oh, beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. yeah well, nature is one of the best things, isn't sure. it? Sure. That's why people love coming here because they'll go down to the dell and they'll walk around the trees and invariably hug them. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> yeah they're probably the most hugged trees <laughs> in Adelaide. <laughs> I agree. And so, you know, in that moment... 
they're just lost in that and you feel it. You can go in any any spot here yeah. and there's something that shifts within you. You yes. know, you feel calm. You know, even if one of my ladies had a huge day at work, she couldn't get here till 7.30, but as soon as she walked in, she just said, oh, my God, you know, this is just, I needed this, you know. Yeah. And that's really important for people who sometimes think, I'd like to do that, but, oh, you know, should I? Sometimes we've got to listen to what we need rather than, oh, no, I shouldn't do that because it's being selfish or it's being mm-hmm. indulgent or, you know, it's X amount of dollars or it's whatever. The rewards you get are far, far greater mm-hmm. than anything you'd be doing. Yeah. You know? And we sometimes have to take ourselves out of that environment of the world and also what happens when you come back, especially if you've got kids and uh, whoever's in your life, you know, you're going to come back much, much happier mm-hmm. and everyone else benefits by that. Yeah. And and the kids in particular realise that mum or dad are not just a parent. They are a human being who, you know, has things that they they can do too. Sure. I, th- I think it's really good for them. I, I remember my kids, um, my kids love to tease me. They're fun <laughs> like that. Uh, and one day I was getting ready to go to the gym before work and my son Dylan just, he was teasing me, but yeah. he's like, um, Dad, is it true that you love the gym more than me? And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, why would you choose to go to the gym instead of hang, having breakfast with me? And I was like, ah, I sort of see your point. I was like, but the reason I like to go to the gym is because it makes a better version of myself. Correct. And so when I am with you, you're getting the best version of me that I can offer you. If I don't go to the gym and get the physical stresses of my life out my body, you know, through through some yes. exertion. Uh, then when I'm with you, I'm I'm likely to be um, shorter tempered. I'm likely to be less energetic, more lethargic. Mm-hmm. It's just better yes. for both of us if you give me this half an hour <laughs> to go and do this thing. Um, and sometimes that I have a similar tendency to to your friend in thinking to myself, yes. oh, I would love to go to do a ten day vipassana, but I. There's a there's an element of me which thinks about, ah, oh, but I wouldn't want to do that to my wife and leave her with my kids and 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 my kids would miss me and I'd miss my kids and Correct. and all of these layers of it that are very valid and good reasons to not do it. Um, but I'm learning more and more um, that that investment in yourself isn't just an investment in yourself, but it's an investment in yourself for the betterment of the people you love. Yeah, that is true. And children see that, you know, something is gained from that for you, you know, and they learn that, you know, that is far better. And really, when we look at it in their whole life, it's only 10 days. Yeah, of course. It's not like a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think, you know, sometimes we've got to stop and go, okay, what is the benefit for this for Mm -hmm. me? And, you know, like some people will, uh, can be very selfish and want to do everything they want to do. Which yeah, if it was 10 days at Vegas, I'd understand why they were, Dad, come on, that's uh, college money. <laughs> that's right. You're not going there, Dad. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, I think it is, you know, well, in a relationship, we're juggling all the time, you know, because we've got, you know, you've all got your own personalities and it's a bit about, you know, when do we give and when do we look after ourselves, you know. So it is about there's a relationship but there's individuals and we've got to nurture all three of that, yes. which is really powerful. And the kids will feed that. They'll, 
they'll know how mum and dad are doing. They've worked you out long before you've worked yourself yep. out. They know which one is a softie. They know which one they can push the buttons. Sure. And that's part of human understanding, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, and they, yeah, they pick up a lot. Yeah. Well, if you don't mind, Pam, I think that uh, that's probably a pretty good, yeah. Good spot to end Probably today. Uh, we're an hour in, if you believe right. that. Uh, <laughs> it's gone very quickly. Yeah. Um, so is there a way for people, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they were interested in, yeah, if sure. you were open to that, if people yeah, would like to speak no to you problem. about your meditation yeah. groups or, or other events that you have yeah. coming up? Yep, they can um, uh, get in touch with me through Listing Ears Services. Um, yes. You know, I am in, I've still got a website that, you know, it's there, so yep. listing his services is good, um, dot com. And then there's um, Pam, P-A-M-E, at listeningears.com.au. Well, I've been email. very fortunate yeah. enough to have had an hour of your time, Pam. Yeah, it's been lovely. Thank you so really much. Lovely. It was it was nice to get to know you mm. a little deeper. There's um, some aspects of your life that I was not aware of. Um, <laughs>